Folks, welcome into the Crowd Assist Podcast presented by Trainwreck Sports. Wake here with your friend Jake. No meerkat tonight. He is busy with some work stuff, and and he, I, I have never seen this kid more excited about like anything in my entire life. Like no yeah. one grinds like meerkat. Like I think I can speak for 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 Micah and everyone at Trainwreck and a lot of people in Bill's Twitter. Like. The kid is just, and he's, I say kid loosely, obviously, but, you know, the dude is just just a content machine, one of the most passionate dudes out there, and he's having he's having a blast with work tonight. So, yeah, we're spreading positivity, just like uh, just like Jake Micah's shirt said, and mine says, let's get fucked up and die. So, the duality of man <laughs> at the very, at its very finest here. On I, the like that one too, I like that Thank one, you. too, I like that one, too. You know, you Thank gotta you. have your moments. Yeah, you do. You know, I I don't know if you remember Motion City soundtrack from the from the 2000s, oh, yeah. but I saw them a couple oh, nights ago. Got this shirt. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic show. I mean, like I I went with people that I had never met before, and you know sometimes the best concerts. Wait, what? Why do you, what do you mean you never met these people before? Okay, so I re- so I was at a show. I saw the main at the town ballroom, this venue downtown. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, back in April or so. And this person who I follow on Twitter, and we're, we've been like tweeting awesome. at each other for a while. I'm already you know, so happy about this. I, <laughs> I was in the mosh pit, and uh, she was right behind me. And she tapped me on the shoulder just to lift me up to have her crowd serve. And I just went, I was like, wait, Betty? And she was like, yeah, who the fuck are you? And I was like, it's Wake. And it took her like five seconds. She's like, oh, well, I'm drunk and I want to crowd surf. So can we do this later? And I was like, yeah, totally. So I threw her up and then, uh, and, and that was that. It was, it was it's a, a blossoming friendship. Uh, awesome. And I met some other Twitter mutuals too. Uh, uh, Salami Capicola on Twitter. Uh, Kristen, uh, I have no idea how to That's a great name, name, Salami Capicola. Yeah, yeah, it is, name. it is. <laughs> I will say, I've, I've seen, I'm very jealous of people that just got their Twitter names right and just had it for a while. You've got a great yeah. Wake Jackins, great name. Very simple. Very, yeah. very, very simple, very nice. Because I've tried to just have at Jake Micah for such a long time. And oh, if you yeah. go look at for at Jake Micah, the man hasn't tweeted since 2012. He's an active account. I've reported yeah. him um, an ungodly amount of times because I've tried to change it so many times. Like I try every once in a while just to do it to see if their Twitter finally does what they're supposed to do and kicks off the inactive accounts and it's never yeah. worked. And so he's, no. if you go see him, he's in a picture, he's in a little league baseball picture. Like this kid had to be like 12 years old when he was doing this. I, I so whoever that Jake Mark is, bro, just delete your Twitter account. Just delete your Twitter. It, like I, I lost my Instagram for a while. They uh, someone posted uh, porn on my Facebook account, and so I my Twitter, my, my Facebook, and my Instagram got, got deactivated. It wasn't good. Uh, a lot of weird stuff, and one was animated, and that, and so uh, I was worrying. I was trying to think, like, okay, if I'm gonna make a new Instagram, what's my handle gonna be? Like, what the hell? I'm gonna be like Silly Boy Wake. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Thank God I kept. Thank God I kept Wake Jodkins. Um, that's good. That's you know, a good I some, See, I, I have some, I have at Jake Mike on Instagram. Like I'm cool on Instagram. Like it's just perfect, uh, exactly what I yeah, want. Yeah. Twitter, but I, the mm-hmm. thing is, Twitter. Like I've had Twitter for I've had Twitter since like 2009. Like I was very I very early got on Twitter and ruined mm-hmm. my brain and before high school. So, but <laughs> yeah, I don't. My dad had a thing when the internet was still like like. Or like in the 2000s where we wouldn't use our last name if we were making accounts like his email is still oh, team yeah, magic okay. instead of micah because he was just like you know don't want to put your name on the internet type thing now yeah like, every, now, Nolan you know, style, yeah exactly but now everybody knows like you're everything about you from data leaks and everything else so i'm yeah. just you tried to get my so i eventually transitioned 
tried <laughs> to use my actual name. Yeah. Hasn't, hasn't worked out yet. And speaking of mentally transitioning, I had something else I wanted to start the show off with, but we're already five minutes oh in talking about this. So, you know, I'll start, I'll start off next time talking about how you should never get too mad at an adult kickball league. But for now, we are going <laughs> into the Bills NFC North opponents. Uh, how this is going to go is Micah is going to walk us through kind of what's happened in the offseason, the free agent acquisitions, important draft picks, losses, all things of that nature. Then we're going to talk yes. about what it's actually going to look like when the Bills face the Vikings, Bears, Packers, and Lions in no particular order. So, Micah, uh, you're leading these all off. So, why don't you just take your pick? Maybe the most exciting, maybe the most boring. Uh, who do you want to start with here? All right. Well, last time I just did it in alphabetical order in the most boring way. So, we are going to start with my current town, as I am a hometown Buffalo resident, but my uh, current town, Chicago Bears. Um, mm -hmm. Big time. One of my favorite things about living in Chicago has been the Uber drives that I take various times for whatever reasons yeah. and asking the Uber driver, if they start talking about sports, how they felt about Matt Nagy. I did this. Now I did this in another environment for the first time when I've been trying to find, you know how I'm trying to find a barber. Like you got to try to find a good barber or whatever. I haven't, yeah, I think do. I finally mm -hmm. found my guy the other day. So this is a good news. But I, so we started talking about the bears a little bit and I said, so how do you feel about, you know, Matt Nagy? He's like, bro, we don't say that N word in here. <laughs> and by that, he met Maggie. And that's that's what I really learned how the real no. Chicagoans feel. I mean, I agree, but goddamn. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, it was hilarious, good. I that's will good. say. But so that is that alone is my optimism for the Chicago Bears coming into this year. Now, they did add people in the draft, obviously. Yeah. Um, didn't have a first round pick, but picked Kyler Gordon, who was a po uh, very popular Bills mock drafted player there. They got him in the second round. They got Jaquan Brisker, who I am a Penn State sympathizer, I will say. You'll find out as we learn on this podcast. So Jaquan yeah, Brisker yeah. is an incredible player. Oh, really? Wait, oh, we're going to have to talk. Yeah, about no, my, my dad, my dad's from Pennsylvania. I was born a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, Pirates fan. Oh, that make you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, so Penn State, it's always been, I've always. So not Pitt. You were, you, you picked this, you, he picked a side. Did he go to Penn State? Did he have somebody that went to Penn State? I honestly, I genuinely have no idea. I believe my no grandfather idea. went there, but I. There you go. That's Harold, all you need. That's it. Harold, if you're watching, please correct me if I am wrong. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, bash yeah. Her bigger Harold. When my when my dad was in school and at Dunkirk High School, they had a couple graduates while he was in school go to Penn State for football. So I feel like gotcha. that was, there's not you know Buffalo doesn't have a real college football team and yeah that, State College is only three and a half hours away. Like it's not like it's a it's a long distance away from there. Anyways, so that does so Jacon Risker. He's a stud, and I'm a fan of him. Velas Jones is like 26 years old, but I still think he's going to be effective for him this year. Um, mm -hmm. Then they added a bunch of line depth in the in the draft, which is very necessary. You want to protect. Very necessary, protect especially with a young quarterback like Justin Fields. Like They added in illustrious former Bill, Nathan Peterman, and Trevor Simeon to back <laughs> up uh, Justin Fields. So hopefully Justin Fields stay healthy. The big yeah. story is, for I guess – <laughs> for football's sake, for sure. They added a bunch of depth on the defense. This defense has been, I mean, the defense isn't the problem, really. They have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. The real interesting thing is the wide receivers they added. Byron Pringle, obviously we talked about yeah. Eli Jones in the draft. Equimani is St. Brown, Dante Pettis. It's not guys that jump off the page to you, but, mm -hmm. and they're not even as good as the guys that I'm going to mention here, but it kind of feels a little bit like when the Bills added John Brown and Cole Beasley, was, where it was yeah. like, 
Yeah. Doesn't it feel like that? Like it's, it's mid-level guys that Mm -hmm. fit with what Justin Fields is good at, which is going to be freelancing and making plays with his feet and being able to scramble, but also short, quick, accurate route. Like he has a, he has a great deep ball accuracy, but he has a lot of the intermediate stuff is where he's missing. Where we heard that before. That's where he misses a lot. He has bad footwork. He has, he, 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 those are the things he's needed to work on. But these guys, like a St. Brown and a Pringle, are guys that are going to be able to get yak yards for them and and really help him underneath. And they still have a great running back in David Montgomery too. Yeah, you know, I you know, for me, like it, it, this team, I'm not. They're in my opinion, they're probably going to be the worst team in the division this year. And it's I not because so of Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's like they're kind of like like the Bills, like literally rookie year Josh Allen, where it's like. Decent defense can get you where you need to be if the other side of the ball is right. The mm-hmm. other side of the ball is probably not going to be very right, though. Like, I think Kevin Jenkins at left tackle, he's going to be there for a long time. Like, he's going to be a lockdown left tackle for this team for quite a long while. Um, I think that if they are going to kind of maybe overachieve whatsoever and maybe get third in this division, um, I, I'm going to need to see a lot of two running back sets out of them. Like David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, if you're not giving Khalil Herbert like 35% of the snaps, like you're kind of wasting that. Oh, guy. yeah. Like sure. they are two. It's it's almost honestly like Devin Singletary and James Cook. It's it's they're very mm. similar as a one-two punch kind of deal. Um, but you know, it's it's just it's extremely underwhelming overall when you look at that offense. Like if if, if we are going to rank these, and maybe we'll do this as we go through, we'll we'll say, you know out of one to four, is this, like, where do you feel confident in the Bills winning this game? This is probably the game I feel most confident about the Bills taking home from the NFC North. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I agree. And it's, I mean, that game specifically, Christmas Eve in Chicago, it's going to probably be snowy and gross here. It's going to be an awesome game to watch mm-hmm. te- on television. Probably won't be as fun to be at, um, but it, it's it, it'll be a great, like, ex- like, experience to watch. And I think this team is going to, I think this division, the lower half is not, you know, I think the Green Bay could potentially be the only team that makes the playoffs, but I feel like the worst team is going to be like six and 11 or seven and 10. Like, I feel like their floor is going to be raised this year because the bears who were six and 11 last year and Detroit, who was three and 14 last year are both, I think in, I think Chicago could stay in that range and maybe be seven and 10, or maybe be five and 12, depending on, um, you can pull up their schedule here too, whatever, but yeah. The, the Lions, when we get into them, are definitely going to approve. So I think this division, and this division is always competitive with each other, too. Yes. They, they do sneak games on each other a lot of times. Yeah, they're very similar to the NFC West in that. Like, no matter what the state of the division, like, it seems like the games are always played pretty tightly. Uh, probably mm-hmm. some of the best interdivision rivalries in sports because yeah. they are for largely, with the exception of the Lions, but at least the Lions do have a historic past 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 um but but like you know th- there are team these are teams that all have like actual pride in being you know a, a juggernaut at one point in this division and they're all trying to kind of get back there except for green bay and i have a lot of concerns about green bay i don't even think it's a lot oh. in this division to be completely honest with you um but yeah. we can get into that a little bit later um you know, it, this this team is literally going to ride and die with how Justin Fields can work with the ghosts of 
fourth wide receivers pass <laughs> with Byron Pringle, Tajay Sharp, Equinemius St. Brown, Dante Pettis. Like, it's very – David Moore. Oh, my Jesus Christ, that's ugly. Um, yeah, it's going to be – it's going to be ugly. I saw, you know, uh, Megabyte Ronnie's been running the uh, the Trainwreck train Fantasy Sports account. Shout out, Megabyte. Shout out, Megaboy. I love the dude. One of the most the genuine NCW champion. Hell yeah, he is. <laughs> and and he, he put out a question like, um, if Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet both finished like top 10 at, in their positions in fantasy, what would that look like for Justin Fields? And I don't think that that's possible whatsoever. No. But there's like a 3% chance that maybe that happens where Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet are both good. But we've been waiting on Cole Komet to break out for what seems like, I feel like he's older than Eric Ebron and he's like 24. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yo, but I do think there is something to the fact that their offense, like the, the continuity, maybe not the continuity, but the scheme, it can't just can't be worse than it was last year for Justin Fields. They didn't do anything to help him. It and cannot. So, no, it well, doesn't feel that like Maggie. It could be, but it <laughs> shouldn't, it shouldn't be. That's what improve. That's what just encourages me about Komet in general. Like the receivers yeah. are one thing, but as the safety valve, like that's why I like when you brought up Khalil Herbert. That was like one name that is I think is huge in fantasy this year. I think they're gonna basically they should be almost they should be like 60-40. And Khalil Herbert's a yeah. great receiving back and everything. He, but he's gonna I, be, he reminds me so player. much of James White. He has so much James White in them. He really does. And Montgomery is. Montgomery's a monster, man. Like, He's I, good. David Montgomery is David Montgomery is one of the top backs in this league, like in the top half of backs in this league at this point. He's had injury oh, yeah. troubles. That's hurt him more than anything. But um, they've also, like we said, they also worked on this offensive line because Fields yeah. was running for his life all last year. Yeah, he all was. in last a scheme year. that did not match a quarterback who needed to run for his life. So now hopefully he'll be able to run for his life, but also like you know, have receivers that are getting open in the right spots. You know, we'll see. I don't, you know, I, like I said, I think this, they're probably a lock to be the last team in this division. Um, and so maybe we'll go up from there. Um, who do you have third in this division? Would it be the Vikings or would it be the Lions? It's the Lions still for me. It's the Lions. And that's hard. That's still hard for me. It's like when we get to talk about, let's go into the Lions here. When we talk mm -hmm. about the Vikings late at the last there, I am the biggest Kirk Cousins hater in the universe. Like, oh my god, I, I am so so. Earlier, I made myself giggle because I have an analogy that I'm so <laughs> excited to throw out there with him. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait because I we'll I do... hate Kirk Cousins more than like sports hate Kirk Cousins more than he is anybody. The in single the world. most boring quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Like, just the most the most mid quarterback that gets talent. too much. Just everything about him. Just yeah, you know what? Well, we're we're okay. We'll, just we'll go to Minnesota. We'll just go to Minnesota. So, I just, I just, the fact that yeah. he's making thirty-five million a year for his midness, and he puts up these crazy yeah. stats because he pads them all at the end of games, and every mm -hmm. single time he is in That's a big yeah. game, he has mm -hmm. never failed in a big game to fuck up and and never. shit the bed. Never. Yeah. He's a choke never. artist. He's he's just mm -hmm. not a big game. He's not a quarterback you're going to win with. And then say, hey, but Micah, he only had like five interceptions last year. Yeah, okay, sick. great. Throw a ball that's like to a yeah. not wide open receiver. Throw I don't know what that stat ball. is. I was gonna say I don't know what that stat is from PFF, but I would love to see his throws in the like tight windows, whatever that is called, because he's probably thirty second in the league. It's it's ridiculous. He doesn't take any. Go thirty third because they would probably have James Winston <laughs> and Hill in there. So we'll that's go thirty third. Yeah, like I just yeah. I don't think that they can. I don't think when it when the chips get pushed in, 
that he is the guy to be able to do this for them. And that's that's no. a shame because if there was if they traded for Russell Wilson, I would pick them to win the division. I would, I would I pick eat, them to I win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Honestly, this for years this team has been stacked everywhere yeah. on the roster. And no. last year, last year, a down year for the Vikings. They were eight and nine. Like that's a down teams, year. Would, teams would kill for eight and nine half the time. Like they are mm -hmm. and this team is still there. They got Lewis yeah. Sign, who was another potential Bills pick, and Andrew Booth. Both, both yeah. guys that we were talking about to help that secondary, which is really where they needed help. Yeah. Um, free agency. Let's see. I got to pull them, get to them here. Um, obviously, they, they got Kirk Cousins' his one-year extension into this year. They really didn't. They, they signed Zadarius Smith. That's that's And Harrison Phillips, our boy. Obviously, shout out Harry. Um, yeah. Patrick Peterson in there. So they really have reloaded. concerns about him, though, that I'll get to later. But. There are. Oh, yeah, but definitely. Mm -hmm. But so they loaded up defensively this year, both in free agency and the draft. We know how potent this offense could be. They have two of the best star players on the offensive side of the ball when you're talking about Dalvin Cook. And I mean, three and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, like yeah. any team would kill for that skill group. So mm -hmm. they added the talent and everything. It's it's literally just cousins. Like, can you win big games against Aaron Rodgers on the road? That's all you need to do. And you could Literally. maybe be hosting hosting the NFC Championship. This team yeah. has that kind of talent. They really do. And, and, and Kirk Cousins is literally, as I thought of earlier, the vanilla ice cream of the NFL. <laughs> like you literally only, if, if someone offers you vanilla ice cream, you'll be like, well, I'd be an idiot to turn down vanilla ice cream. Like it's vanilla ice cream. It's it's free. I'll take it. But it's literally just a vehicle for all of the topics. It's like the, You're it's like the Chevetta. You're going to need a hot fudge. You're gonna it's like the Chevetta's. Yeah. When when you get the dessert and you're like, oh my god, what is it? And it's the little the little vanilla ice cream cup. You're like, ah, like I would yeah. like the cookie maybe. And you're eating it with like the little wooden spoon, where the wooden yes. spoon is more satisfying than the actual <laughs> ice cream. You got like the hot fudge, and you got the the cherry, and you got the sprinkles, which are Thielen, Cook, and Jefferson. And then it's just like, yeah, Kirk is just the vehicle for you to be able to actually get to that stuff. That's amazing. It's That's awful. Amazing. Thank you. It's terrible. <laughs> um, and that's the that is like like i don't even remember i wasn't even looking at this because i've i didn't even need to look at our notes because i'm just ready for kirk cousins takes at all times I i'm like ready for one the of the things i feel Vikings thing to be all about kirk cousins and how much he sucks oh my god well no i want i want to talk about justin jefferson because oh, where that's, where, that's where does he where does he rank for you in like wide receivers in the league at this point because i feel like he even as we're talking shit about kirk cousins this man yeah. could be a top two receiver this year like among all NFL fans by the end of this year, the way he showed out his first two years. In all honesty, my top three are probably Devontae Adams, one, uh, and maybe Justin Jefferson, two, honestly. Like, Cooper Cup, three. In If you give me any order for those, as long as, like, honestly, yeah. like, like, Hill, Jefferson, Diggs, Chase. This is, this, Cup, just listen Adams. to these, listen to these first two seasons for anybody. A uh, hundred... Yeah. 1400 yards in his rookie uh -huh. season seven touchdowns yeah. 88 receptions he got targeted 125 times he only mm -hmm. he only started 14 games that year so then we bump it up to our 17 game season what does he follow it up with 1616 yards 10 touchdowns yeah. and 108 receptions those are his first Wait. two years remember when wide receivers didn't didn't play well in their first couple years yeah, and it's that, it, oh my god! Literally, he just has like older Mac Jones throwing to him. Whereas if he has like, <laughs> if he has literally any other, he could have Jared Goff, and he would probably have better numbers. Yeah, yeah. 
What about the like? Isn't it? Do you ever think about the alternate universe where the Bills just keep their pick and pick Justin Jefferson, and he's that good? Because he would have been that good here. I mean, he and, and he would have fit, good. and he would have fit perfectly in. Like Diggs mm-hmm. has fit perfectly in. Like we, I just think I think he would have been seamless to it too. Do you ever think about that? Because there's no hate on Diggs. Like I love Stefan. No, Diggs none whatsoever. With all my heart, um, but I think I think Josh might have needed. I think Diggs was good at grounding Josh a little bit. That's um, true. I think it, an older it, guy who's been there a little long and been through and played shit. with much worse quarterback play, like Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. doesn't stop. Well, fuck you, Kirk. <laughs> and that's also our backup, Case Keenum, who we're talking about. So no, no disrespect, Case, but no disrespect to Case whatsoever. He, Case he was the one who threw him the Minneapolis. Oh, speaking of Case, uh, we are sponsored by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a Case. I did not say that at the beginning of the show. Thank you for throwing that up there, Mike. I was just, I was just scrolling up. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think, I think I, I much, I, I understand why they would rather bring in a veteran receiver, especially after seeing the effect that Brown and, uh, that and Beasley had coming in here. Um, I, I think maybe Justin Jefferson could have been just a little more impatient than Diggs, but That's I have true. nothing to base that on. That's purely speculation. Like if we that drafted him. And kept but he is playing with Kirk Cousins and putting up 1,400 yards. That is so, true. He is. So. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> so uh-huh. I feel like Josh Allen, Yeah. I don't know, man. It, and it's – it's. I've loved Diggs. Like, Diggs was a guy that – it's no – It's. I'm, I was never a draft expert, but when I was younger, I used to be born in the draft. And I think it's mostly yeah. because I was in, like, high school, and whenever I was near a computer, I would just, you know, go to sports Look sites at, instead yeah, of doing exactly. work. Yeah. So I was more into the draft just because there was – that's what I was trying to kill time with. But when Diggs was coming out, I just vividly remember one game watching Maryland and watching him just go crazy and just yeah. being like, that's a dude who, who's in the stories they're telling about him and stuff. And you're listening to it. And like, that's how you gather information about some of these college guys. He was just a guy that I was behind. I was so shocked when he was a fifth round pick coming out because I was like, yeah. when yeah. you're young, you don't understand value in college. Football. Like, how the fuck that dude was like just killing every team he played against. Every single team. Yeah. Um, so it's no, no, obviously like, I, I would take Stefan Diggs every day of the week. It was, yeah. it was an amazing moment. But Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson, it's it's just crazy to see how the situation. I've never seen a trade in all of sports work out so well for both teams. For both teams, like, it, it's just crazy. Yeah, um, you know, we, we spent ten. Wake, you froze. Are you still there? I think we lost Wake for a second here. I'm at a problem solving time. He did just move. So, you know, sometimes the Wi Fi. Are you back? Oh, my God. Okay. So, I didn't have Wi Fi for the first two days. They gave me the wrong Wi Fi password. They gave me the password for the apartment <laughs> oh, above me. That's so ridiculous. And so, and, and so I, won't, I won't shit on them because, like, this place is actually, like, it's pretty nice. Like, I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah. But the Wi Fi has been absolute dog water. But uh, nice. what I do, who I don't think will be complete dog water is Harrison Phillips. What does concern me is the fact that they seem to be wanting to put him at defensive end. Oh, what? Oh, no. Because they play a 3 idea. 4. And so yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's a good nose tackle. I don't think he's yeah. a good. I don't think he's a right build or right skill set. No, for a, he's for not. Entity. He's not big he's, enough. He's not no, big he's, enough, and he's not yeah, quick enough to be effective there. I'm, exactly. He's he's agile enough to get interior pressure, which is what we saw when he you yeah. know, drastically improved over the over last season. 
Um, in fact, I had I had one. I would hope they're putting. I would hope if that's the case, they're putting him next to Cesarius Smith. So he will. He yes. he's not going to get stats this year, and he's just going to be. I'm going to try to take up as much energy as I can from this side of the line, so you can get around it. That's the only way exactly. it makes any sense. Because he's yeah. good at that. He's like that was that was the the great thing about him next to Ed Oliver was like he would just he is just such a he's such a hassle to deal with even if he's exactly. not going to make impact plays he just puts pressure on the interior of the line so I can mm -hmm. see that but no there, there was an article on SB Nation uh, on their uh, Daily Norseman which is what the fuck is there yeah I guess is their Viking <laughs> site and uh, it, the article entitled uh, Harrison Phillips is already the most Vikings underappreciated player. And wow. I'm pretty sure they just read athletic articles from Bills reporters, said how underappreciated <laughs> he was here, and just copy-paste. Um, but, you know, last year his win share, the first stat they really referenced, doubled from 0.38 to 0.77 after week nine. Okay. So yeah, that's he true. really yeah. – he turned it on, and we all saw it happen last year with him in a Bills uniform. I will say, um, this is one of my favorite things in sports to watch. It is yeah. the contract year balling out. And yes. he got paid now. He did. I mean, and he and he balled out at the end of last year. That's just I'm not saying that, that he's not gonna be able to do it again, but I've I've seen it too many times. Seen it yeah. too many times. Yeah, and that came on the interior. So we'll see how it goes moving to the uh moving to the outside. Of course, obviously the three four they'll he'll have some linebackers on the outside of him probably eighty percent of the time. But um moving to I guess the Detroit Lions, who we almost started talking about before. Um, I can't uh, wait talk, for the <laughs> talk to me about uh, what they did this offseason. The Detroit Lions this offseason, I don't think that they were really that busy. The offensive side of the ball, DJ Chark, one year, 10 million. We'll see what happens there. <laughs> Josh Reynolds also there. I've always liked Josh Reynolds when he was in um, when he was in Los Angeles there. They've added yeah. a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, but it's mostly like depth fields. Um there in free agency in the draft they yeah they aiden made H out like aiden, bandits they made out yeah. bandits i mean that's mm -hmm. really what it is aiden hutchinson number two overall we knew that he was going there no matter what michigan boy through and through jameson williams he didn't look too happy to be going to detroit but he did not literally the perfect receiver to put with Jay, with jared goff i think to maximize his talents joshua yeah. pascal a steal there i think for them on the d-line there from kentucky in the second round they added safety Kirby Joseph from Illinois and then added some edge talent, a tight end, James Mitchell from Virginia Tech. Um, but really the story of that draft is the first round, Aiden Hutchinson, Jamison Williams, two impact players bringing top-tier skill to a roster that desperately needed top-tier skill. And Aiden Hutchinson making the life much easier for Jeff Okuda in that secondary who's struggled. But I think a lot of their struggles has had to do with that this team just can't this team has just has been depth of talent yeah. <laughs> on the defensive side of the ball for a long time. The yeah, offensive no, side of the ball has never been an issue. Yeah, when do you, when do you remember the defense? Time. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying, Okuda's been hurt for his first two years in the league, basically yeah. straight. Like, he played one game last year. He's He only has 10 games played in two yeah. years for a third overall pick. I mean, that that's... It's disappointing. That's, yeah, disappointing mm -hmm. to the very least. It's disappointing. Um, but I don't think, like, the last 10 years of Lions football, when they had Matt Stafford, the biggest thing was always their offense. This def there's I've never in my life known the Detroit Lions. I mean, I've never in the, known in my life the Detroit Lions to be good at football, for one thing. Yes. But the mm -hmm. second thing is never known them to be good at defense. If they were ever competitive, 
it was offensively. And we know yeah. Dan Campbell wants to be a force defensively. They want to be physical. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could say we could. T- I could talk about Dan Campbell for years. All day. I, I love yeah. that guy. Um, mm-hmm. But I really feel like this team has a good has a good base of talent as like a team that's going to be a scrappy bad team. Like can get yeah. to five and twelve, six and eleven, but be in a lot of games with good teams late. And Goff is a good quarterback. A lot of teams very excited about Goff. him right now. Very excited about second year, he, dude. Yeah. Just I, just adding Jameson Williams, and and that's not even. Yeah. I don't even want to undersell Chark and Reynolds as guys that can be second receiver and third receivers under Williams yeah. too. And DeAndre Swift is is just a weapon, bro. He is he is he has untapped weapon. potential. Untapped and even potential Jamal Williams, who's an RB two, is good. Like like yeah. you know, the, TJ Hawkinson has a lot of talent and a lot of potential at the tight end position as well. Yeah, I mean, I before like an hour ago, I was trying to look at. Exactly, because like they're really hyping up Jared Goff right now. They're saying like he's throwing missiles in practice. He's accurate. Blah 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 blah. Everything. That if you're if you're not <laughs> hearing it right now, that's when you have a problem. If you are that's hearing true. it, wait to have a problem. That's how yeah. that goes. Exactly. Um, but I was thinking like, okay, let's say let's say okay, maybe Jared Goff still has some MVP ish caliber ish kind of ish play in his arsenal. Um, the, the weapons that he has right now are not. You cannot say they are worse than no. what he had in LA when they went 13 and 3. Todd Gurley swap out for DeAndre Swift. Honestly, I know it's crazy to say, but that's not that far of a drop off. It's close. It's close. Jamal Williams, better than Malcolm Brown as an RB2. Way better than Malcolm Brown as an RB2. Then, you know, you got um, Omen Ross St. Brown, top five young I'm, receiver in the NFL. He's incredible. He's incredible. So, you know, say he's. Probably if he takes a step forward, I anticipate he will. Equivalent-ish to Robert Woods that year, maybe. Maybe yeah. closer comp-wise to Brandon Cooks, yeah. um, who was also on that team. DJ Chark produced in a terrible situation in, in Jacksonville. He with did. fucking Blake Bortles. His big thing is being healthy, too. I mean, he's, exactly. he's had health, in, health issues as well. It's not the talent mm-hmm. at all. And then a young, amazing route-running wide receiver in Cooper Cup and now Jamison Williams. Jamo, I think... JMO JMO is going to be one, a top 10 receiver in the league this year. I I I really if he's <laughs> really? healthy, if he's yeah. healthy, yeah. I think that kid is the best. he was good he would have been the slam dunk top 10 top 5 pick if it wasn't for the knee injury That's coming true. out of the draft. He was ridiculous this year at Alabama. I mean, mm-hmm. Bryce Young's I, that's why I'm very interested to see what Bryce Young's stock looks like coming out of this year because Jameson Williams yeah. made him look like a stu- and John Mechie too who mm-hmm. I, I have yeah. in Dynasty Leagues, and I'm very happy about you. it because I think people are sleeping on Mech. Dude, we were talking about Mech. Me and my brother, who yeah. my brother's a big college, we, we're huge college football, always talk about, and always watching Bama just because it, it's Alabama, right? Like, you just want to know what's Bama, going right? on with them. Mechie, I, I almost love Mechie more than Jamison. Like, you know that the skill is obviously higher with Jamison Williams, but Mechie is, like, right there. And he, yeah. just did, he was just, J-Mo just had it over him a little bit, had the better story because he... You know, sure. transfer from Ohio State and everything else, um, but th- those two are just such high-end talents. I think that if Jameson Williams is healthy and knowing yeah. what Jared Goff's strengths are, they just feel like a match made in heaven. Honestly, they do. And then if you add in T.J. Hawkinson, who we really haven't talked about at all, going back to comparing this to that team that Jared Goff played so well on, I mean, 
better than Tyler Higby, better than Gerald Everett. Oh yeah. I mean, like he, Jared Goff is really set up to succeed for the first time since what year was this? 2019, 2018. Yeah. So I, I, I genuinely believe, I think this can be a top 10 offense. I think it has that ceiling to be like a low top 10 offense. And if... And being, being in the dome helps too. For all, Being for in the dome helps. Yeah, for golf, yep. for and sure. For, and, and, and if a Dan Campbell defense is going to be just a physical defense that you hate playing against, this team can dude, go dude, above 500. They adding, can. Adding Hutchinson and Pascal is just it's 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 life changing for that defense. Yes, Hutchinson is. people, I think Hutchinson's going to have a weird narrative around him because he's not going to be he's not going to be the, ever the fifth plus fifteen sack guy. He's not going to be a tw- like ever like the top pass rusher in the league. But he's yeah. going to be very good for a long time because he has incredible technique and just like f- quick to quick. Wow, that's a hard word to say. Quick twitch muscles, unlike anybody else I've seen at the position. Like he he's a special talent. He's just not gonna, I don't think he has the impact, strength, or speed, but he's just gonna do everything right. And just yeah. with what this defense was working with last year, is just gonna be such a boost to what teams are accustomed to dealing with with this team. And Pascal is also a monster too for was a monster for Kentucky. And a, a yeah. very good Kentucky team last year too, who was competitive mm-hmm. in the SEC. Um, so I think that I'm a believer, and it's it's a belief that the Bills believe in too, um, is that you have to build from the trenches out, and then everything else kind of solves themselves. If you don't have strong trenches, you're basically screwed as an NFL team. And this team yeah. believes in that as well. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, obviously, Michael Brockers, long time, just reliable defensive tackle there. What a career he's line. made. I mean, he's been yeah, everywhere too, but he's always effective everywhere. He's just not good everywhere. enough to get paid by like a big payday by one mm-hmm. team. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, um, I had a hockey equivalent. And now Who was it? it he's he went to Auburn, right? And that was the year with Michael with Fairley there. I'm, I'm uh, thinking of the same guy. No, he went to LSU. Oh, that's a different guy. Okay. I don't know who yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of right now. Um, do you want to get into the Green Bay Packers, who are yeah. somehow the yeah. least interesting team in this division? By far the least. And four. Yes. Um, so, if um, – what do – I don't – their receivers are shit. I, I just <laughs> have really trouble odd. finding the words, and, and, and I think I articulated it perfectly. Um, but they signed man. Sammy Watkins. No love for Sammy Watkins? So I have no love for Sammy Watkins because <laughs> when I was trying to get a Bills jersey, I texted my one group chat called Go Bills, and um, I said, what jersey should I get? And they said, why? Don't you have a Sammy jersey? Because my last name's Watkins. And I said, no, I don't. I don't like the player. I don't want the jersey. <laughs> and then peer pressure is a hell of a drug. 15 minutes later, I'm walking out with a brand spanking new Sammy Watkins home jersey. It does and make I, sense, though. It does make sense. I do I feel like I got – no, it does not make sense because I feel like <laughs> as a grown man having a jersey with your own last name on it, I feel like oh, I'm walking out with true. like a Sabretooth jersey. Like, yeah, but, but Bills fans know it's Sammy. But Bills fans know it's Sammy, at least. But people think it's Diggs when they look at me from the front. And then uh, I like I turn to leave and I just hear a collective, oh. Oh, yeah. 
So I'm getting the nameplate switched, but like, God, that's man, smart. That is... That's a smart play. That's smart and play. like John, Matt, Joe, Noah, I don't know if you've ever watched this show, but if you are, I can confidently say I love you, but I love you a little less after all of that. That's, fair. that's all I can say. That's um, fair. Yeah. But see, I, my last name is Micah and you see that yeah. spell and you've seen the spelling of it. I've never had to worry about that in my life. So I, I don't know how to, I can't relate to it, but I, I, I do. Do understand that you don't want to be i do and the dig i wasn't even thinking about the digs factor that's a, that's a great yeah point. see that's if a there wasn't point. a 14 that was so good right now like if they yeah, if they thought that, it was like this if it was like i'd be like okay whatever that's that's, even, that's still even that. like he's like sammy is still third place of those three too like that's the e part. easy third place it's not easy. even close not you, even you close. name another 14 and he's probably fourth place honestly um but my, my favorite thing about this team is uh matt lafleur because i hate him so much he's like right up there with pete carroll for me wow um, in, in terms of coaches that why 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 lafleur what do you have against because anytime something goes wrong he looks like he's just like watching his kid take a shit on a playground and he's like yeah. you know this is probably my fault but i can yeah. definitely spin it like it's their fault so yeah this is this doesn't you know, look good there's but. something about a guy that looks just that kept up that just and it's the McVeigh. It was always yeah. was like that way with me with McVeigh, but McVeigh's earned my respect more mm -hmm. over the years. I, I'm with more. you there. There's something about Lafleur that just like it rubs it me the wrong way of him as a no good vibes. He does not have. He doesn't pass. The no, there's no good vibes. That that team does not feel like they have good vibes. It he also looks like a weasel, kind of, and I don't like. He it. does. Like in fifty in twenty years, he could have probably played um, the villain in in Billy Madison, who laughs like. <laughs> <laughs> like if it, that that could be Matt Lafleur in fifteen years. Um, I agree, but uh, I forgot they drafted Christian Watson, and he's. I'm not he high on that. League. I'm still not high on that. Why did you, so? did you hear? Because did you hear Rogers' quote the other day? No. He said, "I want known quantities, not prospective talent." That's what he said. Who's that a shot? Uh, of? It's that Romeo Dubes and and Christian Watson. Yeah, uh, and those Amari dudes ain't Rogers playing. Too. Those dudes ain't yeah. playing. It's gonna be so, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. That's who we're seeing all year. Yeah, good <laughs> lord. And that's the thing. Like Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon can get shit done. Robert Tunyon can get. And Lafleur loves. Done, maybe. They're gonna be a. The, the thing about the Packers, and it's it's lost in the narrative about them because Rodgers has been so good and won yeah. back to back MVPs. But Matt Lafleur basically runs a run heavy offense. Like that's and this what he is did why in I Tennessee. hate Matt Lafleur. <laughs> like it's just nuts. Yeah, if you are running a run-heavy offense with an MVP quarterback, maybe the most talented quarterback to ever play the game, um, you are just a fucking moron. I'm sorry. Yeah. Him and Pete Carroll, they're the same person, just like they're, – they're the same two small children standing on each other's shoulders in a trench coat. <laughs> like, that's not <laughs> – That's amazing. Thanks. That's, it, is um, when it, is, it is – it drives me nuts. And, and when, he, when he first went there, I was like, yeah, this, of course they're going to be good. And he's gonna get yeah. credit because it's Aaron Rodgers. Like you can't be bad with Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna make. No. He's a bad. He is a genius. He's gonna and he has every physical tool you need. He's gonna make anything work. But no, it's not yeah. accentuating his talents. I don't think. And now the fact that I'm worried about what this pass offense is gonna look like because the like I don't care how good yeah. Aaron Rodgers is. Devontae Adams, like you said, is is top one. That is the you, he is the receiver in the NFL. He is I'm the best receiver in the NFL. They, the drop-off is so huge. It doesn't matter how good Rodgers is. The drop-off from Adams to now wide receiver one, Alan Lazard, is ridiculous. It's like – it's a cliff. It's a Grand Canyon it's, dive. It is a literal Grand Canyon. No, it's actually – did you see 
uh, maybe like three weeks ago, scientists in Asia discovered a massive sinkhole where like a whole new like terrestrial land basically was <laughs> below the Jesus. earth. And there's yeah. like prehistoric dinosaurs, there, and maybe not dinosaurs, but the prehistoric like plant life down there that like hasn't been seen in thousands of years. Wow, that wild. is the uh, that is the size of the cliff that you jump off going from Devonte Adams. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's, I am so about old. to do okay. So three hundred and sixty-six, and okay, we got. All right, I'm gonna do some quick math here with my uh, with my handy dandy calculator. Oh, can you keep doing that? I like that math noise. That's me clicking calculate. I'm terrible at math, so I'm always on the calculator. No, no, no. That's a great. No, you're a huge math guy. That's a great math noise. Um, okay, so what do you think Devonte Adams' target share was last year? Target share. Target was share. Four, uh, was it was it over fifty percent? No, it was not over. It was 50%. thirty-seven then. No, 30, 31 point eight. But like, okay. still, that's fucking obnoxious. Yeah, thirty. I was thinking like thirty, high thirties would be ridiculous. So that's still yeah. ridiculous. Thirty. Yeah. You should not be getting the ball thirty percent of the time. No. And no so he had one hundred and sixty-nine targets. Do you want to guess who had the next amount of targets? The next highest amount. I'm gonna say it was Alan Lazard, who we were talking about. Number three. With like, okay, then was it? The others was it Equiminius St. Brown? No, no Valdez he, Scantling. Valdez Scantling. That's, number that's four. That's what I'm going with. Damn, who the, who, who the hell did they have? Was it Cobb? Was it Randall Cobb? Number five. Jimmy Graham? No, he's still on the team. I don't know. Aaron, oh, Jones. Aaron Jones. Oh, yeah, the running back. I'm, I'm literally it's naming off every receiver they have. That's ridiculous. He had, he's that's got 104 less yeah. targets than Devontae Adams. And he was second yeah, on the team. That's unbelievable. The fact so, that you're the fact that the running back is the second most targeted guy and the yeah. number one. It's just it's a bad mix. And, and I it, don't know if like that's on LaFleur for however they're running this offense under him. Or, I think it's Rogers being like, I don't have any other receivers. That's that I'm just gotta be throw it. it to this dude. And so <laughs> what's he gonna do now? Is he gonna dump it off to Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard every single play? Like, are they going you to combine for two hundred and but hold on, hold targets? on, no. Here's the one that here's the one thing that I I truly do think. I yeah. think his ego is just big enough that he's like, you know what? I'm back to back MVP. Devontae left. I can still do this. I'm gonna make this work. I'm just gonna I can run whatever offense and we're gonna be great. I really think that he can think that, that he doesn't think there's gonna be a drop off. I, I'm I really gonna think say that, he's that gonna lasts. That does not. That mentality. Who do they play week one? the season. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think he'll start the season with that kind of mentality. But by the Bills game, if not like during the Bills game, he will lose it. If he still thinks think, I can trust these guys, I can get it done. It's not going to happen against us. So this is their opening schedule for the first four games. They, okay. They go a very fun four o'clock game on opening Sunday at the Vikings. The aforementioned yeah. Vikings. Then Sunday night football hosting the Chicago Bears. Just chalk that up for a dub. They're not they're not losing in Lambeau to the Bears. Then another four o'clock game at Tom Brady's house in Tampa Bay there. They're not winning. And then they host Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, and the New England Patriots. I think they could be two and two out of that. 
and then they, Rogers is going to be like definitely a world where they're two and two. Like I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm really not sold that they win this division. I, would I rather think, put money yeah. on the Lions to win this division. I think they're in the and dude, no, I put those li- odds in there thinking that same thing. I was like, honestly, the only bet that is worth making is the Lions. Like I'm yeah. not betting the the minus one seven. So we didn't even read the division odds. The minus okay. one seventy Packers right now is what it is according to FanDuel. Vikings okay. second plus two eighty. That's too hot no to go on the Vikings. And then both the Lions and Bears are plus 1,100. It's like, fuck it. Just throw it on one of those teams. I'd like, throw 10 bucks on that. Yeah, 100%. Give me one reason not to. It's, it's, Rodgers is the – you're just putting a lot of faith in Rodgers if you're thinking that the Packers are going to bounce back and be 13-4 and yeah. four this year. I think they're closer to 10-7, and 11-6, and six, and it feels like one of these other yeah. teams in the division can be in that range as well. And that's I why it's not as a lock for them. I think there's a world where the winner of this division isn't over 500. Yeah, I really do. Mm-hmm. This, the, the Packers have been a team that has been win now Forever. for a long time. Yeah. And losing Adams is just, it's, it's astronomical. I don't think that the value, I don't think that sports media has given enough value to it throughout the summer just yeah. because it's Aaron Rodgers and he's, he, he's gets, it's worthy respect for sure. But, for sure. Maybe the reason that he's been extended, you know, this far into his career, this great play, is because he had the bar none number one receiver in the league on his roster. It, it seems like that yeah. would help. It seems like that would help an old quarterback just a little bit. Because mm-hmm. if you like, obviously his stats don't show it. There's no way. There's no drop off, really. What he's there's done. no drop off. But but like what I'm saying is that, like there's no stat that shows like. Unless you actually wait, no, let, let me find his splits because I believe he started a lot of games last year with mm-hmm. absolute fucking stinkers in the first half and then just threw to only Devontae Adams for the second half. And then, like, that was the entire thing. Um, let's see. Do I can I get first half, first half, second half, first half, second half, first half, second half, first half, second half? Uh, it's not happening. Okay. But I just <laughs> remember there were, oh, wait, maybe is that it? Is that it? Are you there? I don't know. I'm here. I'll figure it out and I'll tweet. I know you're here. <laughs> um, but like, I think we can all say that like there have been times over the past few years, maybe three, four years, where we just you're watching Aaron Rodgers play, and you're like, this doesn't seem like the same dude. And then he just hits Devontae Adams 15 times, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, he's back. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I just. They are an enigma. I just have a the the seeing the thirteen and four. I don't know what their over under is. I'm pretty sure it's around eleven and a half again or ten and a half. I'll hammer that under. It's just it. it it's I'm just, not even convinced that. They, and we haven't even really talked about this defense, and we'll do it relatively quickly. Well, they lost their best. They mean they re-signed Jair Alexander, who is one of the top corners in the league, but they lost their best pass rusher. And I think they signed Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell to big deals. I, I'm not confident that those guys are going to be able to re, restock yeah. right behind there. Um, they picked Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, both Georgia boys, in the first round, defensive tackle, linebacker. So I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. They did add talent on that by the ball. I think it's hilarious when Packers pick Georgia just because the logo is the same. That's just a little <laughs> fun thing yeah. for me. Um, but yeah, I, there's no guarantee that this defense as much is is going to be able to revamp again. Yeah, um, no, Amina Kimes had her, them as her number two defense this year, and Aaron shots from Football Outsiders, and this is not a shot of Amina Kimes. I think she's one of the best in sports media yeah, right awesome. now. Um, but Aaron shots from Football Outsiders replied, and she, he was like, I'm sorry, but this is probably the worst take you've ever had. Like, DVOA, they were like, 
somewhere around 22nd last year. Yeah, they were very um, middle of the road last year. I think granted, they, I think they were higher in the they were higher in like the total defense stats and shit like that, right? But then yeah, uh-huh. just everything else, yeah. Now and that's what take matters. away Kevin King, who was the single cornerback that was targeted in the fourth quarter for them pretty Terrible. much every single Horrible. game last year. Yeah, like that's crazy. addition by subtraction right there. So that could be better, especially insert Eric Stokes playing over him. Like Eric Stokes yeah. is a damn good young corner. Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, like that's not a bad secondary. Um, but we just haven't really seen them together for one reason or another. And so I'm just it's going to be one of those things is I'll see it when I believe it about the Packers actually winning. Agreed. This I think it's going to be way closer. And and I'm happy that we are going to ride this. The Lions are going to win this division together throughout this entire <laughs> yeah. season. That's my, that's my goal. I, the Lions fans deserve it. They deserve some they good news. They really mm-hmm. do. And you know what? With the Browns, the bad karma they've got, I feel like the Great Lakes. There's, I think, oh, it's got to be going west. In my brain – the Great Lakes could only have maybe one good team and potentially two, but there's no way all three can be good at the same time. It's just never. Absolutely. There's, there's no way it's possible in, in our lifetime that that will happen. So no, the Bills and Lions crazy. feels like that should be the, the two teams, and the Browns can go back to their their doldrums at this point. No yeah. offense to my Northeast Ohio friends, but I, I think it's pretty <laughs> valid at this point. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, feel bad for the fans, but the organization. Yeah, we, we touched on it last week, too. That's exactly what we were at. Like, I feel so bad. Like, my friends, like, are just so conflicted, lifelong Browns fans that, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's tough times. But I also never um, – I don't feel as bad because I've never been to a city where I've been barked at by a grown man until I went to Cleveland, Ohio, wearing Bill's gear last time. Wow. So that's not an experience I want to live again. Yeah. What's worse? The dog pound I- is very real. They don't. They don't joke about the dog. They don't, and I did not know they barked though. Like you cannot joke, but also not bark. Yeah, and it wasn't like man. the here we go brownies woof woof. Like I love that shit. That's a great. Joke. Yeah, it was just. A, was it, it was a bark or did he go woof? No, no, no. It was like a. It was like a. I'm not gonna bark on this on this pod right now, but <laughs> imagine like a dog like actually barking. He was doing that. He was. He was. I remember it vividly. He was standing on the top of his pickup truck. And looked yeah. down at me and started like barking, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't I'd know. Rather... I don't know what you do to that. I just, I just walked away. I was like, yeah. I, I would sure. much rather <laughs> jump through tables and donate to Andy Dalton's yeah. charity than just bark at grown adults. Yeah. Um, Luckily, <laughs> nobody else barked at me. Someone did try to fight me over Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, yeah. and it wasn't my choice. He, he just yeah. decided to keep going. Um, that was also that, that that was just not a good day. I was in a bar full of Cleveland Browns fans, like packed yeah. shoulder to shoulder as Stephen Hauschka, you know, missed his kick and I'm in Zubaz and that's just you know, you didn't want to you don't want to be in that position. That's it's self-explanatory. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. be that guy. I was no. I, I, my friend has a great video. My friend has a great video. I was literally in the corner of the bar and he's taking a video and he wanted to get me sad in there. And I'm just buried into my phone because I'm like, the last thing I want to do is like make eye contact with Eddie Browse fan right now. And have them just be like, ah, yeah, pussy, like, yeah, you did. Like, cause that was, it was all day. It was all day. Yeah. And I was, and it was a horrible game. I will awesome. say, I will say, you know what? They can have that win. We stopped them eight times in a row on uh, from goal to goal situations. And I'll, I'll, I'll remember that more than the loss. Because yep, it was you, that was the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> no, just every yeah, every time they're like, "Oh, we're gonna score right here." It's like, "Okay, we'll see." Yeah, and then I'm the sure you are. Oh. 
God. That's Classic. probably why they lost. It was probably the karma after that, to be honest. How many times we, we got to teach you this lesson, old man, is what happened on that day. <laughs> Freddie Kitchens was the gift that kept on giving for me living in Northeast Ohio uh, while he was head coach of the Browns. It was it was pure comedy every single week. Um, <laughs> it was just great. Oh, for sure. I believe it. I believe it. Well, I'm, I'm just happy we don't have any, any offensive coordinators coaches that we can hate right now looks pretty damn good as a bills fan and according to both of us it's gonna be pretty damn good against the nfc north but i'm sure some people feel differently if you guys were listening and you think maybe we're taking one of these teams a little too lightly definitely let us know tweet at us at wake jotkins at your friend underscore yeah. jake we at- did a lot of hating we did a lot of hating on the uh the packers here so i wouldn't be surprised about that we are going to cut this up and have we're, we're gonna have so many good i'm just gonna start tagging packers oh man i'm gonna have fun this weekend on twitter oh man just roasting <laughs> this, the packers oh like, my god but yeah. whatever have fun with your yeah. 10 and 7 year with your your no wide receivers yeah have fun not winning a play but they'll win the division i do think i honestly think if you gave me like like push comes to shove i'm picking yeah. packers 10 and 7 vikings 9 and 8 the Lions seven and ten, and the Bears unfortunately still at six and eleven, but they feel better about it. That's probably the the right prediction. I'm probably I'm not actually no. That's that's the exact right prediction. But I'm just I am. You want you want yeah. the Lions? You want the Lions to be eleven and six and just win the division? I know you. Do. I was just going to say too. nine and eight and win the division, but you know what? You know what? I'm just, let's go for pure chaos. Pure I mean, chaos. The thing about them too is if they are actually extremely improved, they get that last. I'm not looking at their schedule right now, but they get that last place schedule against everybody, which is yeah. always a benefit. Always a benefit to have the last place schedule. Um, oh yeah. And that was the thing I was thinking about with the with the Bears too, looking at their schedule. We were talking about them earlier because I was like, "Damn, they got like like if things click for both of those teams, and they they're I think no matter how much improvement they are, we think that they've raised their floor both this year. Um, it could yeah. it could work out. The NFC sucks. That's also like the, the, not, the thing no. we haven't said yet is that the like it's the completely whole flipped conference. Out. Anybody could get in on that seven seed. Like that, that yeah. seven seed could be seven and ten this year for all. Like yeah. it's just it's a bad division. It's a bad conference, especially compared to mm-hmm. the quarterback talent and just overall talent that we have in the AFC. Yeah. So that that's another thing that's underlying with this division is they could get three teams in just because they're competent, not because they're good. Yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting for one thing I'm really, really hoping for someday is a whole division to make the playoffs because it can now actually happen. Me too. Yeah. Um, and, and, but in the NFC, like it's just, it just can't happen this year, even with how bad everybody is. Like there's no division that is head and shoulders you don't, above the rest. You, you don't think see. the AFC West is doing that this year though? Cause I've seen a lot of people talking about the AFC West and I just think the North is too good. I, yeah, I think the North is too good. I think that, I mean, and when you have four teams that all, if, if there was a realignment, could all go 12 and five, like yeah. there's going to be, like the Bills lost every one score game last year. There's going to be yeah. one team like that in that division who yeah. ends up going like seven and 10 for yeah. no goddamn good reason. Yeah. I hope it's Kansas City, but. Uh, i think there's more of it i that's another that's another discussion for another day but uh yeah i've got andy reed slander that andy reed slander that is uh that that worries me about the kansas city chiefs this year with with their one weapon gone and one weapon now turning what 33 Mm -hmm. 34 i don't know things things catch up at some point but we don't figure out a way to make that a talking point for next week's episode 
uh, and we'll 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 make a whole show out of it. Maybe not just that, <laughs> but we'll we'll come up with a way to describe <laughs> that take of yours, and we will all come with. These well, pictures. the the best way to describe it is I just think Andy Reid is just a teeny bit overrated now. Just a teeny bit mm. overrated. I got I got into a little spat the other day, so I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of fair takes about Andy Reid that I I could come back with at any time. It'll be a large mm-hmm. it'll be a larger discussion on this podcast throughout the season as the Chiefs. So, okay, how about next week we do um, – well, okay, we'll, we'll probably keep going with the opponents because yeah, you know, sure. we have a few more to go through. But after all that, we'll do our all overrated teams, and we'll have, oh, yeah. like, head coach, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Oh, yeah. Andy Andy's, Andy, might be number one there for me at head coach. We're planning episodes three weeks in advance, and we don't. We usually <laughs> don't even know what we're doing next week. Things are going in the right direction here yes, on the Crowdsources podcast, and we are sponsored by Outlet Liquor. The show is our outlet. Outlet Liquor can be yours. That's Just right. go get them. Go to them for. There was a rumor on Facebook that someone drove into the store, and I was heartbroken. Yes, and no one drove into the store. You Lancaster Facebook fuckheads, but. Uh, happy to see that Outlet Liquor is still going strong. Definitely go to them, whether it's wine, spirits, Loganberry seltzers. They definitely have it all. You know, in summer in Buffalo, you get you have to cram stuff into every single weekend. I know everybody has a party to go to every single weekend. So go to Outlet Liquor, stock up, buy a case, save. Yep. And you can still get hammered or tipsy, drive responsibly at every party you go to this summer. Uh, but that will do it for us here on the Crowdsource Podcast. Wake. Micah, our friend Meerkat, who he said he was going to be breaking some news for work, and I didn't see anything. Uh, but not yet. Uh, not yet. Well, keep an eye on Meerkat's Twitter because he's going to be having some fun tonight. Uh, but for all of us, Outlet Liquor and Trainwreck Sports, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week.